This is a Christmas lullaby To still you softly into Come on, Mark. Do you feel the Babs? I love the Babs. Do you, do you feel the Do you feel the Christmas Babs? It is a uh, it is a is a, a a Semitic responsibility to love the Babs. Yes, exactly. This is this is why it's always important to have Barbara Streisand at Christmas time because it is it bridges the religions. It brings Jews and Christians together at, at Christmas time. It really does. It kind of because does. you know honestly, every Jew in a certain way. Yes. Celebrate Christmas. Every Jew celebrates Christmas. Look, let's face it. it, it Christmas it, it was originally a pagan holiday, and somebody slapped Jesus on it as, to make it easier for pagans to be Christians. The funny thing is that for Jews, yes. Christmas used to mean a dinner, uh, a, a, a movie, and Chinese food. <laughs> a Woody Allen movie. Any movie. Usually any although, movie. Although, although years ago in New York, I went to a, uh, I think it was at the 92nd Street Y or something like that. I went to a right. Woody Allen Film Festival on Christmas. Oh, that's maybe why I associated it. Uh, but it's funny because, you know, 20 years ago, or when we were little tiny people, Chris- <laughs> Christmas was a movie wasteland. Yes. You did not release a movie on Christmas. Although, you know, I, the one thing I was amazed by when I, moons and moons ago, maybe you found this at the AFCA, but when I worked at the National, Christmas was always the biggest holiday of the year. For, for movies, well, it was like the, it, it was no, it was it was even then in the eighties. It was the biggest movie going day of the year. It was wasn't always like that. It wasn't always like that. Now wait, it's our holiday show. Yes, it is. We've got Christmas DVDs coming we, out the wazoo. We've got box sets. Yes, even better than all of that. Yes, we have a special guest. Oh, we do, but we're gonna we're not gonna divulge it just yet. We're not. No, not just yet. I'll just say we have a name critic. Who you have read. Yes. And I've heard of. Oh, yes. Because he's one of the most famous critics in Out America. There. In America, yes. You've read his stuff online. You've probably seen him in video. Probably. And he has for us very special yes. holiday recommendations. Now, Wade, before we get into all of that, and this has nothing to do with Christmas, but I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. Uh, as we uh, record this, yes. uh, we have about another uh, four days or so, five days, to watch movies until the L.A. Film Critics Association correct. votes for our year-end awards. We are going out of our minds with movies to watch. Now, last Saturday, I watched six movies. <laughs> oh, jeez. Did, did you really? Yes. Six on Saturday? Yes. You are so hardcore. It was 13. I, I almost fell asleep during the Interrupters, the, the <laughs> Steve James documentary, The Guy Did Hoop Dreams, because that, that was the last one. I, I, watched, I watched The Separation last night, and... Um, I... Love that is that not only is that the best foreign film I've seen this year, that is the best film top three of any kind I've look, seen this year. Uh, it's a really good film, I uh, like it a lot. Well, you gotta be kidding. You look, look, here's uh, what here's my double feature um, a separation with Kramer back versus to, Kramer, back or something? To, no, a separation back to back with the death of Mr. Lazarescu to just bludgeon oh, no, people no, no, with no, bureaucracy. No, no, no. no, no. That, look, this but, is better than that. This is such a no, human of course, story. it's better. I can't stand death of Mr. Lazarescu. No, it is really good. It is good. I, I don't take that away from it. But I don't think it's as good as In Darkness. I don't think it's as good as City of Life and Death. Well, okay. Well, okay given that, we only have a few more days to watch movies before we vote on Sunday. Yeah. And by the way, when we vote, guys, uh, check CNN.com, check the trades, and you'll see you, you, oh yeah, LA absolutely. Film Critics votes for blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I'm gonna, these are all the screeners I have left, <laughs> and I'm going to put them in two piles. The Wade says to watch it pile, and Wade okay, says fine. I don't have to watch it pile. Okay. 
Uh, okay, you ready? Here we go. We'll do yes. this in 10 seconds, and then we'll get to all the Christmas DVDs. And the, box sets the box and books sets, and a special guest. Books and special guest. Okay, here we go. You ready? Yeah. Meek's Cutoff. Yes or no? Meek's Cutoff. Uh, you know what? I, Ray's going to shoot me, but I, I'm going to say I, no. It, it's not. What's it going to be in the in the running for? A slowest Western ever made? I, it's I, like you know if, if Ingmar Bergman had tried to do a John Ford film, that's what it would be. Okay, this has to go faster. In Darkness. Absolutely. Okay. Love Exposure. No. Now, by the way, these are all screeners. I have these on DVD. Yeah. These are the screeners. And mind you, a lot of these are movies I like. I like Meek's Cutoff. I like Love Exposure, but no. Okay. But just so you know, yeah. this is probably yeah, keep going. one-fifth of the DVDs we have. Yeah. yeah. Lightning round. Let's go. Uh, Buck. No. Really? No. People like that movie. Yeah, whatever. I'll watch it anyway. Uh, the Tiniest Place. I have no idea. All I know is that that's the subject header in, in 9,000 emails. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Coriolanus. Oh, Crayola Anus. Yes. Um, no. I mean, Ray Fines maybe, but no. It, it, yeah. Crayola Anus. Uh, Corman's World, Exploits of a Hollywood Rebel. No. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I haven't watched it yet, but uh, see if they, uh, they're supposed no, no, to no, use no. pieces of schlock in that. I, I don't care about that. Okay. Uh, all I care about is would I vote for it? Is maybe. there a reason to watch it eh, prior knows? to our voting? Keep going. Mysteries of Lisbon. Good, good grief. Are you kidding me? Mysteries of Lisbon is 257 minutes. You, th- no. Okay, fine. That's a, that's a, that's a Bob Kohler special. Senna. Uh, yes. I don't know what that is. It's, it's a documentary about uh, the, the race Anton car driver. Senna? Anton Senna? Uh, the race car driver. I'm not yeah. going to forget that. It's good. It's really good. No, it's not. It is really good. Fine. It is really amazing. Project Nim. Uh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. There's too many of these. Uh, rejoice and Shout. I have no idea what that is. Exactly. Into the Abyss. Uh, that's the uh, Herzog film. Yes. Um, you know what? He, yes, th- th- will. I don't know. Certified. I'd like to see a certified copy. I want to see Certified that. copy is good. Uh, Potiche? Potiche. Potiche? Uh, it's good. I, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not going to be in the running, but it's good. Fine. Miss Bala? Uh, I haven't watched it yet. Okay, forget that. Jose and Pilar? I, whatever. Like, I'm, I, I, whatever. George Harrison, Living in the Material World. That's a Scorsese thing, no. He, he, he screwed up on Hugo. I don't forgive him. Really? I like Hugo. Uh, again, these are all DVDs that uh, I need to either watch or not watch. You've got to watch City of Wayne Life Night. and Death. City of Life and I, Death. I don't know if I have it. I mean, this is, this is the list. Pariah. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, yeah, I hear good things. Warrior? Dude, it's, it's, I'm not going to watch that. Come on. I'm not going to watch Warrior. Seriously. Albert Nobbs. I'm not going to watch that. Uh, the Lady. Uh, you know, Albert Nobbs and the lady have potential. I I don't. They're both potential best actress and uh, and supporting actor actress. Uh, maybe I don't know if you have time. Fifty fifty. Yeah, screenplay. Really? Yeah, it's a good script. It's too many of these. It's really good. Uh, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. I'm going to watch it anyway because uh, yeah, I want to because it's good. Jay Edgar. Good grief, no. Okay, so here's what we have. We have one, two. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen movies that, according to this conversation, I must watch between now and Sunday morning. My stack is seven. You're down to seven. I'm down to seven. Now, what was the one that you wanted me to watch? The Love and Death, Life and City something? of Love and Death. Do I have that? You've got to have it. They've sent it twice. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, talk about something. I'm, I'm going to go look. Go look for it. Okay. You know, we're going to start off. I'm going to make a recommendation of a strange thing. This isn't a DVD. This is not a Blu-ray. This is not even a book. But I'm going to recommend that people go and get themselves the clicker. 
Now here's it. Go to myclicker.com. Check it out. It's uh, this is a universal remote that uh, they sent a little while ago. And I'm not a big fan of universal remotes because they typically don't do half of the things that you need them to do. But if you're sick of using a cable box remote and a TV remote and a DVR remote, get the clicker. This thing is really cool. You know the best thing about it, it has a bottle opener on it. So we it's know a remote, who it's for. It's a universal remote control with a bottle opener. So I we, gotta love that. So we know who it's for. It's for boys. Absolutely. Okay, wait, hang on. No, 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 oh, no, no. Oh no, more. more. Now, now these are only the ones that I thought I. You know, we're maybe, gonna go till we get through all of the Christmas well, stuff. Well, there's no know, hour limit on this show today. Why? Well, no, there's not because okay. I'm wasting everyone's time with this. Okay, should I see rebirth? Uh, absolutely, one hundred percent. Okay, if a tree falls. No. The other F word. Um, you know, it's a really sweet Dud. film. It's probably not going to get Dud. the music. St- uh, the I, music. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. The Last Circus. Uh, no, I don't know what that is. The Perfect Host. I didn't like uh, Square Grouper. I don't no. know what that is. Ceremony. Uh, what is that? Ceremony. Let me see. Sounds what familiar. Ceremony. Ceremony. Oh, I can't remember. I, I know I saw it. I had to have I seen it, it for radio. Limelight. Uh, Charlie Chaplin already been done. <laughs> uh, Angels Crest. I don't know what that is. Magic Trip. Don't care. I melt with you. No. Tucker and Dale versus Evil, no. Troll Hunter, no. Black Death, no. I Saw the Devil, no. Hobo with a Shotgun, no. Blackthorn, no. Happy, happy. You know what? Didn't Ray Green like Happy, happy? Yeah, I liked Happy, happy too. We screened it in Ray's class. Uh, but Is it, it it's watchable? Not gonna, no, it's not going to be in the running for anything. Right. Uh, point Blank. That's the no. Marvin Point Blank. No, no. Thirteen Assassins. <laughs> it's really pretty awesome. Is it? 13, <laughs> is it? It's a Mike film. Right. It's me. It's look. It's it's samurais absolutely just slashing and bloodying each other to death in a Mike film. It's a lot of fun. I'm going to watch not, it, but after we vote, yeah. Uh, the trip, which I'd love to see because I love Winterbottom, but uh, I'll watch it after we vote. Yeah. Uh, the strange case of Angelica. Never heard of it. Putty no. Hill, Interrupters. I saw. Uh, it's good. It's fine. Uh, I don't know what that is. Uh, this doesn't have a label. Uh, <laughs> th- this is what they send us. These are all DVDs that are sent to us by distributors, big and small. Hoping that we watch their movie and, and vote, we vote for and it. And we give them awards. The African election, not oh going to happen. Gosh. Carnage, I saw that. How about Margin Call? Is that any good? Uh, no. Come on. Uh, Passione, what is that? Passione. Oh, that's the uh, John Turturro documentary about um, uh, the it, it, Italian music uh, from uh, Sardinia. It, no, it's, it's nice. Dud. Uh, Cars no 2, don't care. Under Fire, Pass. Oh, how's Under Fire? Nah. Hannah? Uh, no, please. No. No. Uh, the Woman? can't remember. Okay, fine. The Debt, no. No. The First Grade, or whatever that is. It's a documentary about a guy. Super 8. From first Grade, and he's an adult. Jane Eyre, I've heard, is good for a score. Uh, you know what? Jane Eyre is good for score, but but also for a uh, freaking Fassbender, who's in everything. I don't know if I... I he's I, the man. Puss in Boots, forget it. Panda, uh, Kung Fu Panda 2, forget it. Undefeated, forget it. Rum Diver, forget it. Okay, so now... Here's, here's our new count, Way This is what it's like to be a member of the LA Film Critics or, or, or the New York Film Critics Circle or one, one of the other major critics groups. This is what to it's do like. with a holiday one, show. One, two, three, we four, start off with five, a Barbara six, seven, eight, and Mark nine, starts counting 10, screeners. 11, 12, 13, know. 14, 15, 16. I have to watch. Now, according to our count, I must watch 17 films before Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, that, that doesn't include the fact that tomorrow I'm seeing. Um, oh uh, extremely loud and incredibly close. Which I'm seeing Friday. Uh, Thursday, I'm seeing Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Which I've seen. And I work from 9 to 6. Yeah. So, put all, putting all that aside, yeah. I still have to watch 17 <laughs> movies. <laughs> it's, gonna, not gonna it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, is it? Well, you know what it is? After a while, oh, uh, after a while when it gets down to like, do I really want to watch 50-50? Is that really going to win anything? No, it's not. It could be a screenplay contender. It could be. Not that it I don't want to see because I kind of yeah. do. No, but I hear you. But I'm feeling the same way. It's like Carnage. Do I need to watch Carnage? 
Is he going to contend for anything? Screenplay, maybe? Yeah, I mean, it's based on the play. All right. Uh, you know, we're going to start off with a bunch of kids' stuff. These are all Christmas-themed kids' things. And we, didn't, we don't have any Hanukkah stuff this year. I tried to bone up on the Hanukkah stuff last year and, and got a good, some good ones, and all the, all the Jewish distributors didn't. They, they kind of fell flat on me this year. Well, because they're too cheap to send you DVDs. Uh, thank you. Only, can you can, only you can get away with that. Yes, I can. All right. Uh, Merry Christmas, Thomas. This is Thomas and Friends. A little, uh, you know, that stupid train, the CGI train that drives me absolutely bonkers. I never understood the popularity of that, but there's a Christmas. Merry Christmas, Thomas. Um, I, I actually threw in a very Merry Christmas, the movie, Barney. This is Barney uh, doing Christmas stuff. I actually threw this in briefly, and I nearly vomited all over the floor. It was just so coy. It wanted I wanted to shoot my myself but you know what um kids will probably love it they'll just ask for all kinds of barney gifts which are cheap you'll love it uh this is the uh this is a nickelodeon merry christmas disc which includes uh christmas episodes of dora the explorer go diego go wonder pets nihao kailan team umizumi and blues clues um yeah i guess if you if your kid is just completely nuts for all those shows rock on uh, then we also have a three DVD gift set, Holiday Favorites of Thomas and Friends, which includes uh, Thomas and Friends Merry Winter Wish, Thomas and Friends Ultimate Christmas, and Thomas and Friends Holiday Express. I have already expressed how much I don't like the train, but, you know, again, uh, your kids. And then along the same line, we've got Holiday Favorites Barney. Uh, and this one includes Barney Christmas Star, Hit Favorites Frosty Friends, which also includes that friggin' train, and Barney Night Before Christmas. Um, so, enough with the Barney and enough with the train. Uh, here's another one. Three DVD gift set. Angelina Ballerina holiday gift set. This has three DVDs as well. Uh, Ballet Dreams, Love to Dance, and the Nutcracker Suite. Nutcracker Suite actually is kind of sweet. That was a pun. Uh, the Smurfs holiday celebration. I don't know how that Smurfs movie made as much money as it did, but... Uh, I didn't like that. I don't much care for the original Smurfs. I'm kind of a Scrooge today, aren't I? You I'm are. Scro- but Scrooging you know up the kid stuff. Look, do you really expect the Scroo- the uh, Smurfs movie to appeal to anybody but little tiny monster no. people? No, I don't. No. Uh, and then there's Shaun the Sheep. We wish you, E-W-E-U, a Merry Christmas. You get, get it? it? I don't get it. You get it? I don't get it. Uh, this is pretty great, actually. I love the Shaun the Sheep stuff. Uh, so Shaun the Sheep, uh, another Christmas special here. They've had a few in the past. This is, of course, from the Ardman people, and we love Ardman animation. They currently have... Uh, the, uh, uh, the 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 uh, Santa movie out the right now the Santa movie oh uh, Arthur Christmas yes yes which is Arden. great which is really terrific I we love like the Ardmans that's like the, the I called it I, on radio I call that the King's Speech of Santa movies <laughs> good job thank you I think but maybe not all right and then we also have uh, Frosty's Winter Wonderland remastered Frosty's de- Widowed Wonderland Winter oh. Winter Wonderland Different. Uh, remastered deluxe edition. This is one of those great classic Rankin Bass uh, specials from TV. Rankin Bass usually did the animation uh, with the claymation and the stop motion. This time it's uh, you know the, the the usual frosty thing, which is the whole uh, 2D regular cell animation deal. A lot of fun with the frosty. Also, uh, lovely Rankin Bass special. Twas the night before Christmas. This is a remastered deluxe edition on Blu-ray, and uh, I grew up with this thing, and I love it. I absolutely love it. I think this is one of the best things ever made for uh, the holidays. Uh, it goes right along with all the other great Rankin Bass stuff. Those guys defined Christmas for a whole generation, and uh, you got to get this on Blu-ray. It's just beautiful. 
uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas. This also includes a DVD, by the way, if you need to put it on in the car to keep the kids, uh, you know, appeased when you're driving back from the... Uh, Grandma's. Yeah, from Grandma's. <laughs> Grandma who got run over by a reindeer. Uh, Holidays with Spongebob, three DVD gift set. Oh, my gosh, you want all the Spongebob. The kids want the Spongebob, so uh, what you do is you give them uh, this thing, which includes Halloween, Christmas, and uh, to love a patty, which doesn't make any sense to me, but, uh, you know, I guess it's it's supposed to be some kind of Valentine's Day thing. Anyway, this gets you all set up uh, straight through next February with the Spongebob. You know, I bought my, uh, I, I bought my cousin... A SpongeBob SquarePants Magic Eight Ball. Did you really? Yeah, because she. I I went to her office and she made this offhanded comment that she wanted to replace the Magic Eight Ball that was on her desk. Offhanded comment meant nothing. Came and went. But as I left her office, I whipped out the iPhone. Okay. I typed in buy her new Magic Eight Ball. And so I went on Amazon and they had a SpongeBob SquarePants Magic Eight Ball. Wade. Uh, it's pretty sweet. I bought it. Uh, we got uh, this Adora the Explorer uh, holiday gift set from Nickelodeon. Celebramos. Did I pronounce that correctly? No. Okay. It's Dora's Halloween, Big Birthday Adventure, and Dora's Christmas, of course. So hang on to that for all the holidays. Uh, a couple of Beauty and the Beast deals here. I'm going through these as quickly as possible because I know nobody gives a damn about any of these. We've got uh, Disney Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas on Blu-ray, which comes with the DVD as well. But uh, it's actually kind of sweet. Uh, I, I remember disliking this the first time I saw it. And uh, I don't know, maybe I've just gotten old and soft because I kind of... Or maybe it's the Blu-ray. You know, Blu-ray sales up 33% this year. I like it. Isn't that great? It's up every year. I know. It doesn't seem to be getting much pop culture traction, but it's sales up, but are people, up every year. It's catching on as people get the uh, the TVs and the TVs come down in price. It's, uh, it's, it's grooving. put Blu-rays onto laptops. Why won't they do I that? I don't know. Apple doesn't want to pay uh, a licensing fee to Sony or something. And then uh, Beauty and the Beast, Bell's Magical World. I'm still a little bit less enthused about this. This feels, uh, you know, a little... Well, you know, pandering uh, just a bit. Uh, Ice Age, a mammoth Christmas special. I uh, I really don't much care for the Ice Age, except I uh, I really do enjoy the uh, squirrel, which is frankly just another variation on Wiley e. Coyote. Aww. You realize that the squirrel is just Wiley e. Coyote, stupid squirrel, and the and the acorn is just the Roadrunner. Stupid it's, squirrel. It's all designed around that. But anyway, uh, you know, and if you like the Ice Age things, uh, this is this is not bad. This is Blu-ray and DVD combo. Looks tremendous on Blu-ray, which is hard for me to say because 20th Century Fox usually uh, just dumps all over their Blu-rays and really screws them up. And uh, this is a great one. A lot of great uh, extras on here, including a sneak peek of Ice Age Continental Drift. That's what it is. Just a big marketing push. And getting down to the end of the kid stuff before we really get into the meat of uh, everything else. Uh, VeggieTales, the little drummer boy, creeped me out like you cannot imagine. The VeggieTales, just, I, I, I'm not with it. I don't get it. It's, it's odd. Uh, and then uh, uh, Snow Days, which is a, a peanut special that I don't know that I'd ever seen before. It's obviously not even close to uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. But it's, uh, you know, it's a, you can watch it on the same evening and it'll keep the kids appeased. And then uh, Prep and Landing. Now, Mark, uh, we talked earlier just for a second about Arthur Christmas, the uh, um, Ardman movie that's out right now. And one of the slights on that, 
our good friend Charles Solomon, when I was on the radio with him uh, talking about Arthur Christmas, he uh, took a stab at it and saying, you know, Arthur Christmas has these, like, uh, elves as commandos. Well, that was just originally done in prep and landing. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I agree. But you know what? It's still fun in Arthur Christmas, and it's fun in prep and landing. So uh, if you've seen Arthur Christmas, you, you by all means, go check out prep and landing. I think they're, uh, I think it's all really fun. Prep and landing is pretty cool, and it's Disney. So um, check that out as well. Nice little little thing for the kids to go nuts for over Christmas. Commando yeah, elves. Yes, Wade. Yes, Mark. Oh, we have some other stuff, What do we have Wade? for adults? What do we have for grown-ups? Well, I don't know if this is for grown-ups. It's, it's for grown-ups who cry at uh, TV commercials. This is a, a brand-new version of uh, Gift of the Magi. Uh, Gift of the Magi. Not Maggie? No. Okay. Not, not Maggie Simpson. Okay. Uh, this is, the, uh, of course, a short story written by O. Henry and uh, has been made many, many times. And here we have one uh, that's, that's family-approved. Ooh. I don't know what that means. Uh, this uh, stars um, uh, Marla Sokoloff and Mark Weber. Is it uh, fine? Um, you know, there's other versions of this um, movie that are yeah. better. Sure. This is very uh, Hallmark Hall of Fame-ish. So I was a not, lot of these Christmas movies are. I was not quite a fan. Yeah. Uh, Christmas Lodge. This is another uh, family-approved uh, Hallmark Hall of Fame, uh, you know, kind of lifetime piece of crap. Yeah. This is... Uh, this is just not very good. <laughs> you know, these th- this family they take a weekend trip, and they're they're this husband and wife, this uh, you know these two people they take a weekend trip, and they it's Christmas up, time. They wind up at this lodge yeah. uh, at the holidays, and sure. they, of course they meet and fall in love, and it's all about you know faith and love and Christmas and whatnot. And uh, it stars a couple people I've never heard of, and uh, Michael Shanks and Aaron Carpluck. These are just not good movies. Yeah. Uh, you know, all that uh, st- all that Lifetime Hallmark stuff. I'm a guy. I don't like that stuff. You know, there's one here called Christmas Mail, M-A-I-L. And uh, this is the this is like the dorkiest story I've, uh, imaginable. Um, it's a romance. It's a Christmas romance between a postman and a woman who is a, a fish. She, like, writes Santa letters. The thing is, um, she writes really good letters to Santa for a very simple reason. She's sad as kin. Interesting. Yes. So it's kind of like uh, the Da Vinci Code, where sort that of. girl is Jesus's yeah. Uh, yeah. bloodline. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, I, what I love about this is that these movies always. This is there is no one in this thing that you have ever heard of. It stars Ashley Scott and A.J. Buckley. Um, they're nobodies. It, oh, I'm sorry. It also stars Rolanda Watts. What? Um, and I guess these people have TV credits because they're listed all over the box here, but I've never heard of either of them, never seen any of them. And uh, that's what they do with these things. They will get like a no-name cast and spend a buck fifty and throw them into some just absolutely outrageous movie that would be straight to DVD and it would vanish without a trace, except for the fact it's got a Christmas theme. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's trite, but I guess there's a warm-hearted message at the middle of it. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, even though they aren't stars, uh, maybe they'll be stars someday. Maybe this will become a classic. Who knows? But there it is, Christmas Mail, M-A-I-L. Um, this is a strange movie called... Better than Christmas Mail. Can you imagine M-A-L-E? Christmas Man for Christmas. I didn't know we did gay porn. We don't. Um... This is a strange little well, documentary. We are going to mention some later, by the way. Oh, great. Okay, I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, Becoming Santa is a strange little uh, documentary about a guy whose uh, father died, Christmas is coming around, and uh, he decides he will become, as best he can, Santa Claus. Uh-huh. So this guy, 
decides that uh, in his state of mourning, he can either go and hide for Christmas or he can go become Santa Claus. And he decides to become Santa Claus. Takes a bunch of Santa, Santa jobs. You know, he rides in the, uh, in the Quincy Christmas Parade and mm-hmm. rings the bell on a street corner and does all sorts of Santa stuff. And it's kind of touching. It's an interesting story. I'll, I'll give it that. Uh, certainly not one of the best docs of the year, but it's a good holiday doc. It's definitely a different way to approach Christmas and Santa. That is not the same old thing. It is uh, Becoming Santa. It's, uh, it's not that bad from Cinema Libre, yeah. who we always like. Uh, I'm gonna be. I'm. I'm gonna really make a confession here. I'm almost embarrassed to admit that I kind of liked In Search of Santa. This is from Echo Bridge, and it is a CGI animated Christmas tale about penguin princesses. And the reason I think I liked it, I hate to admit this. You know who does the voices of the uh, penguin princesses? Gilbert Godfrey oh, and Richard Nixon. That would be the best <laughs> from beyond. No, uh, Hillary and Haley Duff. Isn't that great? No. It's, the op- it's actually the opposite of great. If great is over here, <laughs> then Hillary and Haley Duff is all the way over here. I actually thought they did a really good job. And uh, I don't usually like Penguin movies. I have no interest in seeing Happy Feet 2. We got that on screen or two, by the way. You probably just threw that right in the fire, didn't you? Uh, that is correct. Yeah. Uh, but this was really cute. So I, I, so I th- certainly enjoyed it. And if you're a fan of the Duff sisters, as I am, by all means. Uh, by the way, later on we have uh, we have the uh, box sets to talk about. Oh my gosh! Actually, we we have to blow through this. We're stuff blowing through faster. it. Just get, crank through it. Crank through and it. And then man. we have a very special guest. Yes, and some books. And some books. Special books. guest with some holiday tips. Oh yeah. Holiday uh, buying tips. You One betcha. of the most popular uh, film critics in America yep. has a tip just for us. He sure does. Box sets, books, and let's keep it going, folks. How Rock the, it. How the toys save this Christmas. This is a marathon. How the. We are the, hooking you up. Be quiet. We're going through it all. Shut up. How the Toys Save Christmas is a 96 animated uh, film. I'm not a fan of the animation here. Uh, it's a little rudimentary, but the voice cast is good. It includes Mary Tyler Moore and Tony Randall. Um, that's really all I can say, which means that the, that the adults might like it, but otherwise, How the Toys Save Christmas, there's just too, too much other better Christmas stuff out there. There you go. Yes, Wade? Uh, call me Mrs. Miracle. Okay, Mrs. Miracle. I will. Uh, who's Debbie McComber? I'm just curious. Do you, do you uh, know who Debbie McComber is? Mr. Mrs. Mrs. McComber's child. I know. Thank you. <laughs> wow. We're getting predictable. Uh, anyway, this is apparently based on a, a, a recurring thing that uh, Doris Roberts has done. I seem to recall Mrs. Miracle from a previous year. Um gone through so many of these things it's all fuzzy to me now Doris Roberts shows up in so much stuff she's always Doris Roberts she always plays the same part anyway. actually you know what I saw Doris Roberts tonight did you really she was at the Warhorse screening was she really yeah she's and looking much older she's old she's, she's turned the corner yeah looking like great grandmother instead of a grandmother that is correct she's been a grandmother for the last 50 years <laughs> anyway uh, yeah you know Doris Roberts is it, look she we've seen her in you know Raymond for years and uh, she is that character and she's that character in every movie she does and we love her for it uh, Lauren Holly actually shows up in this as well and I was wondering where did she go I thought she had vanished so anyway uh, Doris Roberts plays Mrs. Merkel aka Mrs. Miracle in another one of these movies about you know wonderful things happening on Christmas just because uh, wait, there's a film from uh, 1990 called uh, Home for Christmas. Home for Christmas has nothing going for it except it stars Mickey Rooney. Now, mm. this is Mickey Rooney. You realize that 1990 was 21 years ago. Jeez. 21 years ago, it was 1990. Have I told you how much I hate you? 
I and, really do. And the amazing Merry part, Christmas. and the amazing part is that in this movie, Mickey Rooney was already eighty-five years old. <laughs> anyway, Mickey Rooney uh, stars as a. We're going to uh, get to more Mickey Rooney too. By the way, this is not the the last we've heard of Mickey Rooney this evening. Who and also don't forget, Mickey Rooney had a cameo in the Muppets. I, yes, he did. And by the Ooh. way, you know that all the kids in the audience were like, "Who's that? Who's that crusty, ancient, <laughs> old fossil dude?" He's like been, been famous for sixty years. Awesome. Uh, anyway, Home for Christmas, uh, Mickey Rooney plays kind of a crusty old uh, tramp who um, meets this uh, young girl, and they uh, have a love affair. Okay, fabulous. No one cares. <laughs> Come on, seriously, this is like the worst. We have to go through this faster. These these movies are not good. I know. I know. Watch. I'll tell you what. You take as long as you want on yours. You watch how fast I do mine. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'll. I'll blow through it here. I'm, here's what I'm gonna do. I'll blow through these. I will. I will. I swear. I'm gonna blow through these. <laughs> oh, okay. you'll blow all right. Oh yes, I will. When you're when you're done with that one, go ahead. I'll then I'll just I'll just oh, turn here. it on. I'll turn on the afterburners. Hoax for the holidays. I'm done. <laughs> oh, come on, hoax for the holidays. Go, rent it, guys. Hoax for the holidays. Woo! Hoax for the holidays. Oh, you got to tell people who's in it. It's uh, Callum Keith Rennie is in this. Oh, you remember God. Callum Keith Rennie, yeah. right? Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we'll go through this really quickly. Uh, I'll be home for the holidays. Uh, was, was actually one of the better performances by Jack Palance near the end of his life. Uh, not bad. Ann Jillian is in this as well. You know, this is anybody who loved. Look, come on, freaking Robert Hayes. This is uh, this is one of those precious little uh, relics of the uh, of the eighties, and uh, kind of I think this was made in the nineties, actually. Anyway, uh, Jerry London directed this. You remember Jerry London, TV director? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a song for the season, starring Gerald McRaney, Naomi Judd, and Andy Griffith. Mark, Andy Griffith. Come on, give it up for Andy Griffith in a Christmas movie. This is also from Echo Bridge, directed by Bobby Roth, and uh, this is another one of those, you know, things where you just, you got to lean on Andy Griffith as a crazy old grandfather who, uh, you know, brings a little bit of Christmas cheer into people's lives. Honestly, it's all the same stuff, isn't it? Sure is. Not to sound grinchy, but that's kind of what it's all about. I want to see a Christmas movie about people that just just crash their parents' dinner and just eat, eat them out of house and home. Bad Santa. I so love Bad Santa. I really do. A Holiday to Remember is the weirdest casting ever for a Christmas movie. Uh, Connie Selica, lover to death. Randy Travis, what? Randy Travis, acting? Not a good move. Sorry. Um, not a lot of chemistry here, but uh, you know, I'm sure Randy Travis fans won't care. I know women who just think he is the, the end-all, be-all of everything. Randy Travis? He, that that I, guy he, has not been popular in 15 years. I know, and he's losing his hair. Uh, Roma Downey looking kind of strange uh, Doris Roberts again uh, Kathy Lee Crosby and uh, Scott Tara all are in the Sons of Mistletoe uh, I did not actually get a chance to watch this I uh, found that a lot of people actually kind of like it so uh, sight unseen I'm going to go ahead and say some people like it uh, Walk a Mile in My Pradas is one of the most peculiar uh, Christmas movies I've ever seen, and I'm kind of amazed who actually wound up in this thing. Uh, this has the most bizarre cast ever, and it, it starts with uh, D. Wallace Stone and Tom Arnold, and I, it just goes on and on, and you will not believe, honestly, you'll watch it and you just won't believe who's in this thing. Um, is it worth watching? I don't know. It's kind of, it's it's not, it's got a 
kind of a gay theme to it, and I wasn't sure where to go with this because it's like it's Christmas movie and it's got a gay theme, and suddenly Bruce Valanche is in it, and I don't know what's going on. It's very strange. It's called Walk a Mile in My Pradas, and it really deeply disturbed me. Bruce Valanche in a Christmas movie. Strange. Bruce Valanche, the famous uh, Oscar joke writer. Who was fired because he wasn't going to be writing for the show with... Uh, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Mur- and now it looks like he's going to be back again. I don't know. Uh, Ruben Studdard, a uh, winner of American Idol, actually tries his acting chops in The Perfect Gift, which is surprisingly sweet. Ruben doesn't have an acting bone anywhere in his body, but boy, that guy can sing. I'll tell you, he just nails it. He just lets it rip. So uh, I actually enjoy this on some level, and it includes a bonus CD soundtrack, which is nice. And then lastly here on my little list, The Santa Incident, which I found interesting only because I own Sky is in it, and I was wondering what happened to her. She vanished in the 80s. And here she is. She's back. Uh, this is, you know, not, not remarkable. It's kind of another generic uh, Santa movie where there's, you know, they throw a little espionage angle in it, and it winds up being kind of trite. You know, it's uh, like it, it's, it really gets kind of silly and obnoxious, like government agents on the North Pole. But whatever. There it is. Uh, way the strangest uh, holiday uh, Blu-ray you will find is the yes. Nutcracker. Now, this is a brand new version of the Nutcracker, which was uh, post-converted to 3D, uh-huh. but is only being uh, released on uh, regular Blu-ray now. This was directed by Andrei Konchalovsky, who, of course, is the uh, acclaimed uh, Russian director. But this is a very strange uh, version of the Nutcracker because there's no dancing. And uh, there's some Tchaikovsky, but it's sort of been replaced by, like, other musical numbers with lyrics by Tim Rice. And uh, it's just a bizarre little movie starring Elle Fanning, Nathan Lane, and John Turturro. Can't beat hmm. the cast. But uh, this is kind of a misbegotten little misfire, this thing Weird. called uh, The Nutcracker. The Untold Story, which used to be The Nutcracker in 3D. So I would pass on The Nutcracker. Weird. This uh, It is very, very strange. This, I when this came out and. That's unfortunate. Nathan Lane, misfire. Bummer. I was hoping for more out of that. Uh, Got three more little uh, crazy ones here uh, that I did not manage to get through, but I'm going to let you know about them anyway. One is Barbie, A Perfect Christmas, which features five original songs. You can only imagine how heartbroken I am that I did not get a chance to actually watch this. Ran out of time. Too many screeners to watch for our awards voting. Uh, Dear Santa with uh, Amy Acker and David Hayden Jones and I gotta tell you I've been sitting around thinking when are Amy Acker and David Hayden Jones gonna make another movie together Um, and of course I don't know who they are and I don't even know if they've ever made a movie together the only thing that distinguishes this is that it was uh, directed by Jason Priestley who's actually done a lot of good television work but uh, you know this this is just some random holiday movie that he threw together and there it is and then a movie that I had totally forgotten about, and I actually really liked this at the time. I have not watched it again, so I'm going purely on a very, very vague recollection of this thing. But this is Olivia Newton-John and uh, Gregory Harrison in A Christmas Romance. Oh! Did you ever see this? No. I can't even remember. The, this is, this is at l- this maybe about 20 years ago. Um it's it's at least early '90s. Uh, anyway, the um, yeah, I remember liking this. I it, it but I saw it at the time. I haven't seen it since, and uh, you know, without having without revisiting it again and possibly spoiling my recollection of it, I'm gonna say it's really sweet because I love Olivia. I used to live near Olivia. Really? Did you ever? I was 15. I used to see her drive by in her uh, Porsche 928, and used to think, "Wow, there she goes." When I was 15. 
I lived in the same building as Kathy Lee Crosby and Joe Theismann. You know, Joe Theismann was shacked up with Kathy Lee Crosby for years. Really? You didn't know that? I didn't know that. We lived in the same building. Was that around the time that Kathy Lee Crosby did the uh, Wonder Woman TV movie? It was after that. That was a really terrible movie. Exactly. That was really awful. All right. A, uh, just a handful more uh, Christmas-themed stuff. But now we're getting into the really meaty junk. Now we're getting into the meaty junk. And then we're going to do our little book segment with our special guest. And then we'll wrap it up with amazing boxed sets. Let's do it. Yeah. If you love the Peter, Paul, and Mary, you're going to love Peter, Paul, and Mary, the holiday concert. I... When I was a kid? I know. You love these guys. Oh, Stu Ball was a racehorse. Yeah. And I wish he was mine. Why? He never drank water. Why? He only drank wine. Oh. That's one of their songs. Right. In fact, I bet that's on this, uh, bet that's on this set called Stu Ball. Is it on there? Go, Stu Ball. Stu Ball? Yes. This is, mu- this is holiday music. Oh. Well, Stu Ball was a racehorse. Stuff. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, the Magi. Emmanuel Lewis? Hey, oh, yes. Lewis. <laughs> Marvelous toy. Spe- speaking of that kind of a joke, honestly, without going into details, just to drive our listeners crazy, how funny was that email from Peter Rayner today? Was that the funniest thing ever? Oh, and only he could do that. I know. If it I was did that, just brilliant. If I did that, <laughs> you would have been torched. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> you know why? Because you can, you, you can picture him saying it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. In that just arid, desert, dry way. <laughs> See, this is what happens when LA film critics send their emails around and make suggestions to each other. And Peter Rayner, for those who don't know, Peter Rayner, who is, of course, the uh, longtime, he's written for a lot of great publications, currently film critic for the uh, Christian Science Monitor, has the driest wit of any human being on the planet. Uh, sometimes you don't even know that he's joking. And he sent out an email today. Just the subject line absolutely had me in stitches. I was almost, I almost wet myself. I was laughing so hard. Well, nobody's going to understand either part of that joke. <laughs> it's, a, it's a play on the, on the title of um, We Have to Talk About Kevin, which is the, uh, the Tilda film Swinton by Lin, film. Tilda Swinton stars Lynn Ramsey directed, and it right. was a big did deal you, at Have Cam. you seen that? I did. Can I tell? Okay, can we just uh, di- creep me out, man? Can we digress? That is not a holiday movie. You do not release that movie at holiday time. Hey, what are we gonna do for Christmas? I know. Let's go see a movie about a woman who gave birth to a sociopath that wound up like killing people at a school. Can can, can I we mean, di- come on? Can we digress for a second? Yes. I understand what she was going for, and I'm a huge fan of Lynn Ramsey. I am too. But she took eight years to get another movie out of the way. Yeah, and this is this should not be the movie. Because here's no, the thing. I agree. I had I understand why she did it. I don't. But hang on. But the performance by the boy, right? The young or the older? The older one. Yeah. I couldn't stop laughing because I didn't think I was watching one of those like evil adopted kid movies like Greg Kinnear would star in. Yeah, it was like Damien Omen too. I thought I was watching a psychological study. But in, but, and I understand why she directs him to do that because yes. you're sort of looking back on the events. And when you look back on something, sometimes it, it sort of conflates itself. No, you're itself. reading too much into it. I, I just think that I don't know that she really wanted the boy to act that ridiculously over the top Damien evil. It, it, it was no it kid. Was no kid is like that. Have you did, you? did you see Beautiful Boy? No. See, the, the, this is why I love contrasting that movie with Beautiful Boy. Beautiful Boy stars uh, Maria Bello and Michael Sheen as parents of a of a kid who's disturbed and troubled, but they don't realize how troubled he is. And it's early in the movie when they find out that he has gone and, and killed people at his school and then killed himself. And the remainder of the movie is basically about the push and pull that this introduces into their already troubled relationship, how it tears them apart, brings them together, tears them apart, how they're, you know, they blame each other, they blame themselves. I mean, it's really, it's, an, it's a psychological study of the parents. And what you see of the kid is very little, but it's interesting because he's not a, an evil kid. He's just really messed up. And they never realized how messed up he was. 
In this case, I keep saying to myself, holy cow, Tilda, that kid is going to be Charles Manson. You need to turn him in. He hasn't done anything, it, it, it but just a, get him it, help, something, anything. That's what it's I like, thought. It's like, come on, really, did you so, not see this coming? Well, it's not did Tilda it's, not see it. Did Lynn Ramsey not say, this kid is so know. ridiculously over-the-top, it, touchstone thriller, evil. It's just, I couldn't, and then, and then, and then, and then I couldn't Ellen, stop laughing. Then, I just couldn't stop laughing. And then Ellen Taylor sent that email out <laughs> to Mato. I couldn't stop laughing at that. I also can, we have some really dry wits in the LA film so critics. So, will, will somebody, so you can confirm yes. that I think that the film that Ramsey was making, I don't know that she realizes. This has nothing to do with holidays. I know. I don't think she realizes how ridiculous that kid performance I she, was. I don't think she did either. I think that she wanted to make a psychological study yeah, of a woman trying to c- come to grips with her with what her son did, and in the end, this kid is, he, he always has his eyes down. He's like, "Yeah, well, you're the worst <laughs> bitch it ever was, you <laughs> effing bitch!" Like all the like, you're like, I'm, I, I can't stop laughing. Are you can get this kid institutionalized. <laughs> and, and, the, and the thing is that is that I'm, I'm thinking to myself, okay, maybe she's looking back on the events, and as she looks back on it, it becomes uh, all the emotions already, become already, grander. He was already an evil four year old. He's an unpotty trained evil four year old, and and he just he just sits there and he growl, growls and scowls and it's so I would have put a, I would have put a bullet in his head when he was four. Put me in prison. Fine, I'm saving the world. Okay. So, over the top. so uh, that being said, Peter Paul and Mary do a wonderful job with the Hallelujah chorus. They really do. Oh, I'm doing a thing at the American Cinematheque, by the way, after, uh-huh. we, after we vote. Did you no, know that? No, you're Did I tell not. you that? No, you're not. They're screening uh, Tree of Life yeah. at the American Cinematheque Sunday evening, and then I'm going to do a Q&A with uh, the cinematographer, Emmanuel Lubetsky. How cool would it be if we give him our cinematography award, and then I get to walk into the Cinematheque and say, and by the way, we just gave him our cinematography let me, award. Let me Would'n... guess who you'll be voting for on Sunday. You d- better believe it. Please. Jack Why wouldn't Jill. I? Jack and Jill. Yeah. Uh, and then if you want to see a really just wickedly slick, Cool, funny, backhanded take on the uh, the, Scro- the whole Christmas Carol thing. Of course, does it get any better than Bill Murray and Scrooged? Uh, it really does. Directed by Richard Donner, one of the better Richard Donner comedy efforts, and there aren't many of them, let me tell you. Um, and this is great. I mean, it's got Carol Kane. It's got Bobcat Goldthwaite. It's got, uh, you know, um, what's his name? Buster Poindexter, the David Johansson guy from, uh, you know, from uh, the New York Dolls. That guy. Uh, Robert Mitchum shows up in this. Michael J. Pollard, Alfre Woodard. I mean, it's a terrific cast. Absolutely great. you got to love this movie. And uh, it didn't get as much love at the time as I thought it should have, but I thought it was terrific. Let's move it along, Terrific, Wade. Mark. Move it along. Uh, yep, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Cover de- uh, Sights and Sounds of Christmas is something that uh, VCI releases every year. Won't give too much time on this. It's really just uh, you know something to throw on during the Christmas party. A lot of songs, good performances, DVD. You know, it's like DVD with music basically, and uh, it's lovely. Deck the halls, White Christmas, uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, all sung by the classics. You know, uh, Nat King Cole, Bing Crosby, the usual. It's great. Really fun. We're, we are not talking about this. Nona, tell me a story. Well, we, I, I know we had to because it's Lydia's Christmas Kitchen. We talked about Lydia last week. Remember Lydia? Oh, yeah. With, Lydia, with the, the tattooed lady. That I, no, I, yeah. I, I read the lyrics of the Marx Brothers exactly. song. Exactly. Yeah. Well, awesome. this, is, this is Lydia. You know, she's the chef, right? She's got, this is, uh, this is, she's decorating an edible Christmas tree here, Mark. An edible Christmas tree. And then, in the whole, and then she brings her grandkids in and the whole thing just completely blows up into a great big saccharine Christmas uh, festivity. You, you know what else is edible? The DVD itself. It is edible. 
Uh, I wish. Is, we'll wrap up Christmas uh, Christmas DVDs with uh, three interesting uh, ones. Uh, one is called Christmas the Classic Television Collection. Now, this is great stuff because this is Christmas as it was covered on various uh, television shows of uh, the 50s. And uh, you've got like uh, Four Star Playhouse, which, is, which was great back in the day. The Racket Squad, which is just kind of a stupid show, but there you go. Uh, Date with the Angels, Captain Gallant and the Foreign Legion. This is all Christmas stuff from, the, from television in the 50s. Sweet. And you've got George Burns here. You've got a very, very young uh, Betty White. Classic old actors like uh, Charles Boyer and David Niven. This is all really interesting stuff for your dad, basically, because it's certainly not for you. Uh, Christmas, a classic television collection. Uh, next, we have uh, the uh, our penultimate uh, Christmas DVD. Before we get to our, our super special guest star and the box sets, uh, Medea Christmas, the play. Now, uh, Wade and I uh, have talked extensively about uh, Tyler Perry and how yes, we respect and Mark him. Mark loves Tyler Perry. How we, we, we respect the Empire but hate the movies. And uh, now we have on Blu-ray and a separate uh, DVD, a Medea Christmas. This is an actual um, play. This is sort of like a stage presentation directed by Tyler Perry, written by Tyler Perry, produced by Tyler Perry. The guy's like Robert Rodriguez. There you go. He's a credit hog. I know. But anyway, he, he, he really deserves them all. Exactly. And, here, of course, we have Medea. Medea is the, uh, is the character he plays in drag. And I think a lot of this stuff just plays off the worst stereotypes. But you know what? I can't really comment because, uh, you know, I'm not the audience for this. Uh, finally, the big guy. This is what you want to get. It's a Wonderful Life on Blu-ray. This is the Frank, Frank Capra classic. This Ooh, is uh, yeah. two discs. This includes uh, even a little a little exclusive ornament, a little tiny little tiny bell with a red ribbon on it. Uh, there's special features including the making of "It's a Wonderful Life" and a uh, a tribute to Frank Capra by his uh, son Frank Capra Jr. The original trailer. This is uh, this is it. Looks terrific on Blu-ray. The um, the gift set looks good. Paramount did a nice job on the transfer. Very oh, nice. And uh, very it's nice. good. It's a wonderful life on Blu-ray. Two-disc set. Go get this very, one. Very, very sweet. You know, Mark, did you know... Oh, listen to that. Well, that's the... Well, the no, ornament. It's the, the ornament. That's the ornament. Well, it fell down. That's fine. Okay, fine. That's a little Christmas sound. Good job. Mark, did you know that Eyes Wide Shut is a Christmas movie? Have you ever thought of it as a Christmas movie? Uh, I have not. Well, it is. It takes place during Christmas. It's the same it, thing. It's, you know what? During the holiday season. According to our good friend, Alonzo Duralde, it is a Christmas movie. Really? Yes, it is. That and many more fascinating details you will find out in the wonderful book, Have Yourself a Movie Little Christmas, which Alonzo wrote um, over a year ago. But it is, uh, it is still out there, and it is absolutely the, the essential guide at Christmas time to all the movies that you can possibly watch and what may be best suited for you. Uh, Alonzo is the Christmas movie expert. Uh, Alonzo is one of the top film critics in uh, in the country. He is a good friend of ours. We know him from the LA Film Critics and uh, I trust his opinions implicitly and I can't recommend this book highly enough. In fact, I recommend this book so highly that I'm going to let Alonzo himself speak to our listeners with a very special list of recommendations. How about that, Mark? I love it. Let's hear it. Hello, DigiGods fans. This is Alonzo Duraldi, author of Have Yourself a Movie Little Christmas and co-host of the Linoleum Knife podcast. Those Grinches, Wade and Mark, have asked me to share some holiday recommendations. And here are some Blu-rays that are making their debut this December that will be great in your stocking or someone else's. 
First off, from the Criterion Collection, there's Ingmar Bergman's Fanny and Alexander, which opens with one of the most glorious Christmas scenes ever captured on film. Now, if you've seen the three-hour theatrical release in the United States, you've already gotten a sample of some of the great Christmas stuff from this movie. But what's cool about the Criterion Collection set is that they have the complete uh, five-hour uh, miniseries version that originally aired on uh, Danish television. And the entire first chapter of this miniseries uh, is devoted to the Christmas celebration of the Ekdal family. And so it's longer, it's richer, it is more wonderful, and it's uh, something that you really want to uh, enjoy in, in high definition. Uh, also uh, out for the first time in Blu-ray this year are two terrific adaptations of Charles Dickens's A Christmas Carol. First, the uh, 1951 version with Alistair Sim, which for many people is their favorite. The VCI Blu-ray contains a special introduction from Leonard Maltin and several silent versions of the classic Charles Dickens tale, as well as the Sim film. Uh, also available in Blu-ray for the first time this year is the 1970 musical Scrooge, starring Albert Finney and uh, featuring songs and screenplay by Leslie Brickus. It's a personal favorite of mine, although uh, one goof they did make on this version is that it does not have the Roadshow uh, Overture that was available on the previous Scrooge DVD, but I'm sure that's something they're going to fix somewhere down the road. Finally, an obscure, weird, wild, and wonderful Christmas movie that you may never have seen is the 1959 Mexican Santa Claus, uh, which is from director Rene Cardona, best known for Wrestling Women vs. the Aztec Mummy. In this version, Santa Claus lives in the clouds and teams up with his friend Merlin the Magician to fight the devil. It's one of the most surreal, bizarre, and fascinating kids' movies ever made. And, uh, and the, blue, the new Blu-ray from VCI makes this uh, crazy and loopy vision of Father Christmas sharper and clearer than it's ever been. Uh, it will freak you out for the holidays and there's just no better way to spend Christmas than curling up with a kooky Mexican Santa Claus movie. Anyway, happy holidays uh, to all of you folks at DigiGods and uh, hope to talk to you again soon. Honestly, that Santa Claus thing was totally off my radar. See, Alonzo, he knows his stuff. Well, actually, the Alistair Sim, that's the big one. Yeah, that's the big one. I mean, that is the... That People consider that the definitive. Yeah, and 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 I love Scrooge too. I mean the uh, the, the Finney musical. I love I, I love the Anthony Newley. I do. I love the Anthony Newley. You love and the I, Anthony and the, Newley and the, and the Leslie Brickus. Of course. Yeah. By the way, Alonzo Duralde, he has his own website. Yeah. Got to hit that. He's a he's a he's a he's an institution and an industry unto himself. Very true. And it is. And we and thank him very very much. Tremendously. So thank you, Alonzo. That was uh, a, a tremendous gift to our listeners who uh, who are now going to go out and uh, freak themselves out with a Mexican Santa Claus movie. Yes, they are. And go to AlonzoDuralde.com to yes. read uh, read his writings. Yes. And click to his Amazonian book and the, goodness. And the Linoleum Knife Podcast is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. If you if you need to add another podcast, uh, by all means, do it. Um, but don't don't add that one at the expense of, of this one. Well, yeah, that just goes, that stands to reason. I don't know. We got some movie books that we're going to recommend uh, right now. One of them is the ultimate book of gangster movies. Uh, featuring the gr- 100 greatest gangster films of all time. Uh, this is a uh, this is a surprisingly thorough book. And usually, when I see these list books, I think, yeah, whatever. Let's see your list and how it compares to mine. And I got to tell you, I'm I'm pretty much right on. I mean, I might change the order of some of these things, but uh, there's some great stuff in here. I mean, they include M, 
They include a profit. It's it's recent enough that they put a profit in here. Uh, it's it's really a, a pretty great collection, and you know, obviously, you get you know stuff like Godfather, but uh, Little Odessa is in here. Uh, you know, there's a lot of unexpected stuff in here. A, a great uh, film from uh, 1994, Federal Hill, which you know, Michael Corrente's film, which I, you know is off of a lot of people's radar. I mean, some really really good stuff, and uh, I, I think uh, it's you know, if you love gangster movies, you just have to get this. It's surprisingly comprehensive. I tried to stump it. I tried to find stuff that uh, I really love that would not be in here, and they beat me. They beat me. A book I really enjoyed, and I hate screenwriting books. I hate them because they're all wrong, and they're all just attempts by people who can't get screenplays published to get books published so that they can actually earn a living. Uh, But this one is surprisingly really good. It's called Screenwriting Tips, You Hack. It's got a little uh, hello, my name is Hack name sticker uh, image on the front. This is by Xander Bennett. It is 150 practical pointers for becoming a better screenwriter. I'm going to tell you, I honestly think this stuff, a lot of it is uh, just common sense and stands without, uh, stands to reason. But the nice thing about this is it's not a pretentious book. It doesn't presume to tell you anything uh, special, secret. This is how you structure a screenplay. This is the secret uh, magical formula for selling a script. Give, give us a tip, Wade. Give I'll us give a you tip. a few tips. And what I like, it's really nicely written. I mean, Xander Bennett makes it very entertaining to read. He's not condescending. He doesn't read in that, uh, he doesn't write in that condescending Bob McKee, uh, John Truby, uh, Sid Field. Sid Field tone, yeah. Like all, I mean, those guys just drive me crazy. But here, let's, uh, let, let's get, get a couple of tips in here. This is, number, uh, this is number 72. How you treat your minor character says a lot about the kind of person you are. I don't want to spend 110 pages inside your head if you're a jerk. Right? That's why I never write anything. Yeah, see? I mean, but that's, that's, that's great advice. Uh, let's go down here to uh, screenwriting tip 59. Uh, steal a trick from video games. Halfway through the story, take your protagonist's best weapons away from her and see how she does without them. Okay, fair enough. If you're writing that kind of movie, sure. Um, let's see. There's a good one down here that I really I really enjoy. This is uh, actually quite inter- fun here. Um, screenwriting, here we go. Screenwriting tip 150. If you're going to break the rules, do it in spectacular fashion. That way it's obvious that you're breaking the rules, not ignorant of them. Good tip. I like it. Good tip. Good stuff. And I'm a fan of breaking the rules. I like breaking the rules. Along the same lines is a book called Film School by Steve Bowman. Uh, I got to tell you, this is an amazing story. This is an absolutely incredible story. This is a story about a guy who, by rights, should have been completely down on his luck. His life should have been over. Not even, not even a has been, a never could have been. Never was. And never was and never could have been. And his story, his success story, is so extraordinary. I am not a fan, obviously, of the USC uh, film school program because I'm from UCLA and, you know, we got a rivalry there in case people aren't familiar with that. But I have a lot of friends that went to USC, so I have a lot of respect, certainly, for uh, the people who've graduated from the program. And this guy's one of them. And I'll tell you, man, this is, a, uh, this is really an unbelievable life story. I won't give any of it away, but if you really want to read something that will just inspire you, an American dream-type tale of defeating the odds and uh, and just triumphing against all opposition, Film School, a memoir that will change your life by Steve Bowman, B-O-M-A-N, is a terrific book. Absolutely terrific book. 
And then lastly, we've got uh, the the new Dark Knight movie coming out uh, next summer. It's just finished shooting. Actually, I just saw Christian Bale this evening. By the way, did you did I tell you that? <clears throat> Name dropper. <clears throat> no, Name dropper. I, I was at the uh, the uh, the new uh, Zhang Yimou film that he's in, uh, Flowers of War. There was a Q and A. There was a screening and a Q and A. Actually, about a mile here from uh, from where you live, and uh, I went over there and uh, and and kind of sat in for the Q&A afterwards. I've seen the film. It's a very, very good film. And uh, Bale has, it's like, I don't know what it is. I think he's still hanging on to the accent from The Dark Knight. He hasn't gotten, it was halfway between a British accent and American accent. It's almost like he's still halfway in character. Did he yell? Did he yell at anybody like the uh, Terminator Three? He did not. He did not. But that uh, is perfect. uh, That's a perfect segue here because we got a great book here by Michael E. Uslan called "The Boy Who Loved Batman." Now, if you don't know the name of Michael Uslan, Michael Uslan is the guy who produced. Uh, all of the Batman features from, uh, you know, the original Batman all the way to um, the forthcoming Dark Knight Rises. And uh, he loves Batman. The guy is nuts for Batman. And this tells you that entire story of his Batman obsession. And it's just, it's a great coffee table book. It's got uh, all kinds of cool behind-the-scenes artwork, uh, great photographs, great artifacts, uh, comics, uh, it, it's just it's it's tremendous. It's a tour through Batman lore as seen through the eyes of a guy who just was obsessed with Batman and wound up becoming the uh, basically the guy that brought it to life on the on the screen. And uh, this is about this is an executive producer who is much more than an executive producer. It's a terrific book, really a lot of fun. Good co- good for the coffee table. Good conversation topic next summer. You know what else is a good conversation topic? Box sets. Yeah. Here we go. It's, this time, is the- it's time to buy Blu-rays for your friends and family. And we have some suggestions. We have got all kinds of stuff here. We, these, are, these are killer box sets this season. We are happy to throw them your way. And this is uh, we're going to wrap out the show with the, uh, the big gnarly killer box sets. Here we go. Starting with uh, Mark's favorite, the, uh, the complete com- Inspector Lewis. This is from PBS. Wow, we're really I know. starting with a bang. We're starting with a bang. I really, get it. You really know how to grab the. I listener. want to get it out of the way. A lot of people love Inspector Lewis. They love Inspector Lewis. This is a uh, one of the one of the better uh, British detective shows. Basically, a spinoff from Inspector Morse. And uh, for my money, I actually think it's probably better than Inspector Morse. Um, we also have Friday Night Lights, the complete series. Friday Night Lights is a series that a lot of people absolutely adore, and uh, it's good. You know, not exactly my cup of tea necessarily. Uh, Mark loved the film. I wasn't even that big a fan of the film, but uh, you know what? It's it's been a it's been a tremendous series, and uh, it's had a good run. And Universal has released the entire series, all five seasons, with a thirty-eight page collectible booklet in a beautiful box set. It's a really really good box set. Uh, excellent transfer, nicely packaged, highly recommended as a great Christmas gift. You know, uh, the mission. Here's the thing with the Mission Impossible films. Obviously, we have Mission Impossible Four coming out, directed by uh, Brad Bird. Very interesting to see how he uh, does his first live action film. It will be the uh, sneak peek I saw online was not impressive, but uh, we have box set Blu-ray, the original three yeah. MI films. Now you know they're going to come out with a box set. Next year, yes. next Christmas, that has all four. So there's kind of no reason to get this, yeah. but uh, let's. Here's the thing: the Mission Impossible series has gotten so uh, marginal that the first one is actually the best. And I remember when the first one came out, directed by Brian De Palma, you thought this is it. It was good, 
but it wasn't that great. Yeah. But the series has gotten progressively worse, including a um, a uh, sequel by uh, John Woo, and yeah. then of course the second sequel by J.J. Abrams. Yeah. That uh, the first one, by comparison, looks terrific. And yeah, you know, what? I, I rewatched the first one recently. It's so good. It's good. It's really. It's good. really good. The stealing of the knock is one of the is one of the great suspense sequences of all time. Oh, the one where he's dangling from that the... That is just uh, unreal. Great. Unreal. Yep. With, the, with the drop on the on the glasses and all that stuff. Yep, yep, tremendous. yep. Tremendous. Just tremendous. Yep, I agree. Yeah. So uh, we have on Blu-ray Tom Cruise, M.I. Mission Impossible Extreme Blu-ray Trilogy. These are all three. They look terrific. Pretty great. Uh, the newer ones, of course, look better. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's priming the pump for the Bradbird. You know, Christmas and UFC don't necessarily go together. I know that. I know. The last thing you want to do is watch grown men just pound each other bloody on Jesus' birthday. It doesn't seem to go together. Uh, but when you consider the fact that they that scholars actually say Jesus was not born in December, was actually born in the spring. How would they know that? You can get away with it. How do you know that? I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. I'm, I'm segueing here. Deal with it. Uh, so, you know, then, then it's not so bad. Then it's really just kind of a, a winter solstice holiday that they tacked Christmas onto. And uh, that makes it okay. That makes it okay for you to go ahead and get the 2011 edition of Ultimate Fight Collection. This is for anyone that just cannot get enough blood. 170 fights, 50 hours, 20 discs. Um, basically covering a period of July 2010 to June 2011, which is a, a legendary year, apparently, in uh, UFC history. And uh, these guys just pound the crap out of each other. It's, you know, that's pretty much all it is. This is for people who just want to... Um, See blood on Christmas Day, and that's okay. I like see it's blood any day. That's Christmas. It's Christmas, it's Christmas time. You know the good folks at uh, A and E they they're not really into the Blu-ray thing, and that really angers me. Hmm. Because here we have a thing called Baseball's Greatest Games Collector's Edition. Now uh, this is, uh, I guess, as as they see it, the uh, ten greatest baseball games ever. And, uh, you know, I really enjoy the major um, the MLB Network, which is pretty much all I watch on television, the MLB yes. Network and Family Guy. You don't I, just I, watch I, it on television. You watch it on your phone. I do. And on your iPad. I, I have the app. I do. <laughs> um, There's nothing weirder than walking into a screening and seeing you watching baseball on your phone. A li- uh, that's a live baseball game. Isn't uh, that just bizarre? It's weird. You sit there and you just watch a live baseball game. Anyway. Uh, Major League Baseball did a great series called Baseball's Greatest Games. It was the top, it was the 20 best games of the last 50 years. A great series uh, hosted by Bob Costas. That one well eclipses this, Baseball's Greatest Games Collector's Edition. Uh, these are 10, uh, uh, 10 DVDs, and uh, you know, some of the games are unimpeachably great, including uh, you know, the, uh, Game 4 of the 2004 ALCS between the Yankees and the Red Sox, Game 7, uh, Yankees-Red Sox in 2003. Uh, Phillies and Blue Jays, 1993, with uh, Joe Carter uh, ending the series with a home run. A lot of great games, no doubt about it. But you know what? I just wish A&E put a little bit more effort into these things. Uh, I wish they would do it on Blu-ray. And uh, so I'm not really digging this set. But you know what? If you love baseball like I do, uh, it's kind of a no-brainer. Very cool. Uh, you know, Robotech is a is a big deal for fans of anime. Robotech was originally released on DVD in uh, so many different pieces and so many box sets. It would have taken up an entire bookshelf. It was really annoying, and it took years for them to get the whole thing out. And it was just it was it was uh, absolutely oppressive how much uh, space the thing would take up. They have finally come to their senses. 
the wonderful and smart people at A&E have now released Robotech the Complete Series in a boxed set that is the size of what, like, it, it's it's just four regular keep case sizes. I mean, it's, it's just, that that's it. It's four keep cases in one box set. I mean, it's 17 discs packed into those four keep cases. But it's, um, it, they've really done a great job of compressing it because they realize, you know what, people had a problem with this before. So, um, you know, three, four... Three of the three of the cases have four discs in them. One of them has five discs. It's very impressive economizing of space. Uh, Robotech, of course, is you know it's uh, way better than Transformers. Don't even get me started. Um, and tons and tons of bonus material here. Ten hours with all kinds of behind the scenes stuff, uh, documentaries, featurettes, uh, alternate pilots. It's just fascinating uh, artwork. Uh, conceptual art really just uh, this is a cornucopia for any fan of Robotech any fan of anime this is what you really really want to get under the tree you really want this under the tree so what you're saying Wade is that you really want this under the tree oh yeah Uh, yeah you do for the World War II fan in your life we have a terrific box set that uh, bundles Band of Brothers with the Pacific these are two just terrific uh, miniseries that were on HBO and uh, this is, of course, a Playtone production. Playtone, of course, meaning Tom Hanks, his company. The, uh, the box set includes a uh, documentary, which is uh, very, very good. It um, features uh, members of the Veterans of Easy Company and the 1st Marine Division talking about their stories, the ones that were told in Band of Brothers in the Pacific. So uh, this is good stuff. The Band of Brothers uh, Blu-ray looks great. Pacific Blu-ray looks great, too. Both have some special features on it. Uh, you may already have this uh, individually, but if not, you can get this very nicely uh, put together uh, box set. The Band of Brothers, The Pacific, uh, on Blu-ray. Good stuff. Just in time for an election year when uh, everyone forgets that we are part of the same country and we start killing each other, the wonderful 12-part series, America, the Story of Us. This will be the last time that you actually feel uh, kinship with everybody else, at least th- until the end of the election year. And uh, this is from the History Channel. It's, uh, it's a really, really good box set. This is the entire 12-part series with a terrific companion book, uh, a 400-page companion book that is almost worth the, pr- per, uh, the price of purchase all by itself. And then it even has a bonus disc uh, called Modern Marvels, The Statue of Liberty. So even if you already have the complete series, just go and sell those suckers. Put them right on eBay or whatever it is, whatever you want to – the corner shop, your used record store, get rid of it. And pick up the, uh, the America, the Story of Us collector's edition from History Channel with a special introduction by President Barack Obama. Really? Yeah. I'll tell that, you, know, you know who the first person is who's going to buy this? Who? Ron Paul. You know, you realize that having Barack Obama do the introduction means that half the country will never buy that. <laughs> I mean, why would they even do that? Uh, it, you know what? It's, uh, it's a selling point. Maybe it's, it's to get half the country to buy it. That's true. You, you never know. And then uh, just in time to feel like you're like we're all one country, uh, we go back to the Band of Brothers thing, World War II in HD Collector's Edition. This is really great. This is a Blu-ray. This is also from History Channel. Four discs, the entire original series, plus some uh, a couple of new specials that you probably don't have. Uh, World War II in HD Collector's Edition is on Blu-ray. It was silly for this ever to be released on regular DVD because it's World War II in HD. So you got to have it in HD. you got to have it in the Blu-ray. It is, uh, it's terrific, and uh, this is a must-have for anybody. This is the only set that really 
properly gives you the original World War II archival footage in high definition, and uh, it's it makes a difference. It really does. Because you got to remember, a lot of this stuff, a lot of this footage, was originally seen by people in movie theaters. It was seen big. It was seen in high definition. It was not seen on television the way that a lot of us saw it growing up. So this restores the luster to the way that these, uh, these, these films and this footage originally should have been seen. Uh, and then we've got uh, the complete series of Farscape. Mark, were you ever a fan of Farscape? I was not. I mean, you know, I'm not a fan of like Farscape. I'm not either. The Joss Whedon stuff. I guess I'm just lame because I'm just not. I kind of I'm Firefly. Not, I'm not either. But you know what? A lot of people are. It's on Blu-ray, the complete series, 88 episodes. Uh, never been on Blu-ray before. Just in time for big holiday purchasing. And uh, again, I'm not my big deal. I was never a huge fan, but it's uh, it's loaded with extras uh, and uh, you know heaps of commentaries. Almost half of these episodes have audio commentaries. I'm not sure that that many of them really need it. But, uh, you know, if you're a fan, it more than feeds your appetite. Wait, here's the thing. Yes. As we slowly get closer to the end. The end. Of our Christmas show. Oh, I thought you meant the end of time. No. Okay. I will not be around for that. Unless I am in some cosmic sense yeah, that uh, I, will, I will soon uh, discover. It could happen during the LAFCA voting. Yes. yes. At, at this point, if you're coming up, if you're HBO... And you are releasing a complete, uh, a complete series collection. Yes. Of one of your top shows. Mm-hmm. You should release it on Blu-ray, right. not DVD. Right. Okay. Big Love. Yeah. The I complete know. collection. Yeah. Sixty-three episodes, twenty discs, or should I say, twenty DVDs? I don't get it. Don't like I, it. I don't either. I don't. I know. It's bizarre. Maybe they just want to look bigger and more imposing as a Christmas gift. I do not know. But the show lasted five seasons, and uh, I, I was sort of hot and cold on the show. What I did like about it was uh, the cast. They got a lot of, they got a lot of uh, great cast members, including uh, supporting players who really were resurrected. I mean, I, when, I was a, when I was younger growing up, I loved Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern, Silent Running. Bruce I Dern, hear you. One of my I favorites. Hear, yeah. This show gave him relatively uh, consistent work. Resurrected him. Ellen Burstyn. Yeah. Ellen Burstyn. Yeah. Great stuff. She's Bert. on the show, too. I know. Mary Kay Place, the big chill. Mary Kay Place. Yeah, I know. I know. She's in it also. So it's, it's a great cast. Uh, the show is kind of hot and cold, but uh, it lasted five seasons. Now it's over, and it is available. The complete collection, Big Love, uh, 20 discs. Watch next year will be Blu-ray. It'll be all the Blu-ray next well, year. Well, I hope so. That, that means we get to do a podcast if there's still uh, oh, Blu-rays. Oh, yes. Oh, there will be plenty of Blu-rays. We're going to be... In fact, I predict that at some point next year we will probably go exclusively Blu-ray. Uh, not really. Uh, no, no, it's not, not going to happen. DVDs will be all the rage for a long time. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then uh, we've got... Well, you know, let's, let's cover this first. Wait, there was a strange uh, series called yeah. It Takes the Thief, yeah. which is kind of like forgotten. It was in 1968, and it starred Robert Wagner, who, yeah. of, of course, as we know at this point, uh, uh, killed his wife. Uh, uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> Natalie Wood. That's a whole <laughs> other situation. That, that came out just in time for the, uh, the, not only the anniversary of her death, but the release of this box set. Yes. Good grief. So the whole idea is that um, in the show, he plays this cat burglar who steals money to finance his lifestyle as a playboy. He doesn't steal cats? No, he does not. Although I would, because cats are cute. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it was, it was pretty popular. It lasted for three seasons, 66 episodes. And, uh, you know, people dug it. It was, it was produced by Gene L. Coon, who, of course... 
Star Trek. Star Trek and Glenn A. Larson, who of Battle course... Battlestar Galactica. That's right. So oh. you got Star Trek and Battlestar Galactica coming together. So sweet. For It Takes a Thief. Now, this show's kind of slipped into obscurity. I'm surprised that... Um, that they went to town on the box set. They really did. They Eight, really did. 18 uh, DVDs, not Blu-rays, annoying. 18 DVDs, and uh, it's a great, it's a cool little espionage show. It's There's, a really slick box set. I mean, it's got a little lid, and it's a whole custom artwork deal. There's an uh, interview with uh, uh, Robert Wagner, interview with Glenn Larson. There's the pilot episode. There's a lot of good stuff on it. This is yeah. a cool little show. I mean, I think this might be something where... Before you want to invest in this whole expensive box set, you may want to either A, rent it, or B, make sure you know who you're buying for likes it. This show has not been in reruns for a very long time either, so a it's lot of people a, may not be even be aware of the show or familiar with it in any form. That's the bizarre part. Yeah. You know, because... But it was a big deal in its time. I remember when, when I was growing up, there were lots of reruns of this, and somehow it just kind of... You know, fell into obscurity. Look, it was it was it, it wasn't based on To Catch a Thief, the Hitchcock film, but it was definitely inspired by yes. To Catch a Thief. Yeah. So you know, and Robert Wagner was kind of you know very young and handsome back then. There's a lot of great co-stars, including you know Fred Astaire shows up, and uh, so it was a good show. You know, Joseph Cotton was in a couple episodes. Betty Davis, you know, I Lupino, Fernando Lamas. So it was a good show. You get the whole thing in this yeah. complete series set and a really cool little box set, eighteen DVDs. Awesome. And uh, it's good stuff. And now we have come to the end of the show. Mark, we are going to go out with Mickey Rooney. We talked about Mickey earlier. Yes, he has a cameo in The Muppets. Yes, he's old. Yes, nobody really knows what he was, who he used to be, what glories there once were surrounding that multiple married man known as Mickey Rooney. But, you know, once upon a time, Mickey Rooney was a big movie star. He did a lot of these movies called Andy Hardy movies, and it was a very, very popular series once upon a time. This is when he was... Young, probably sometime around the 12th century. And, uh, you realize how old he is? Take a guess. 86? 91. 91. See, I knew it was somewhere in there because these, these movies were a long time ago. Uh, and, you know, he, of course, did a lot of this stuff with, uh, with Judy Garland. But let me, let me tell you, this is one of the coolest things they have yet released from the Warner Archive collection. Remember, warnerarchive.com is where you find this stuff. The Andy Hardy Collection, Volume 1. So know this, people. If you're going to buy this, be prepared for Volume 2. There are more coming. This is not everything. This is just a bunch of really great Andy Hardy movies that will really, really tune you up for the even better ones that will come in Volume 2. Here are the movies included here. You're Only Young Once, Judge Hardy and Son, Out West with the Hardys, Andy Hardy meets Debutante. Right? This is Judy Garland. Judy Garland stepping into the picture here. Uh, Andy Hardy's uh, Private Secretary. And uh, life begins for Andy Hardy. Uh, absolutely terrific. This is, uh, you know, the, I mean, it's not just Judy Garland here. You've also got uh, Catherine Grayson, uh, a lot of great co-stars. Uh, Louis Stone is in here. You know, it's just, if you're a fan of old movies, of old black and white movies, you're just going to love this because this is what Hollywood used to do really, really well. And this series was so successful for so long. It really, really shows, uh, you know, the... Uh, a certain side of Hollywood's golden age that I think a lot of individual films don't. When you see a series develop and maintain these characters as they try to do now with all these sequels and endless sequels, this is how it used to be done right. And, you know, Hollywood wasn't always enamored of sequels or film series, but certain ones it did very, very well. And the Andy Hardy series was was a terrific point in uh, in studio uh, film production. And I highly recommend it. you got to get this. This is a, a real treat for any old movie fan in the house. Uh, Wade, Mickey Rooney's 
real name? Um, I'm going to say uh, Bernard Slomovitz. Joseph Yule Jr. Yeah. So I figured, yeah. I, I figured his name was Mickey Rooney. No. It's Joseph Yule Jr. Yeah. Awesome. Usually when there's an alternate name, it's uh, it's one of those, you know, Eastern European Jewish names. Like, that, like Kirk Douglas's name is like Sloboj, Slobojevich yeah, uh, Tchaikovsky yeah. or something? Yeah, and, you know, Mel Brooks's name is Melvin Kaminsky. And, uh, uh, Mel Brooks is Jewish? And Gene Wilder's name, name real name is like Eugene Velichinsky. And, uh, is it really? Yeah, Woody Allen's real name is Stuart Allen Konigsberg. Yeah, those, that, those, those are the fun ones. Gene Wilder was born Jerome Silberman. That's what it is. Gene and Wilder y- is 78 years old. And yet... Arnold Schwarzenegger didn't have to change his name. I mean, really? What's the what's wrong with this picture? It is weird. Yeah, it's, it's weird. a different time. I guess well, because you know, time. because it was part of the studio system, and all the studio bosses uh, wanted them to change their names. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. All right, well, here's the thing, Wade. And all those studio bosses were Jewish too. Which is That's the thing. You exactly. know, it's crazy. Uh, this has been, yes. I think, a red letter Christmas gift. Absolutely. Gift DVD, gift Blu-ray, gift book. Yes. Show. And we wanted we want to give a special shout out again to our good friend uh, Alonzo Duralde for uh, chiming in and giving some great recommendations to the fans. And uh, with that, you know, you you still have a few weeks until uh, Christmas, which coincides with Hanukkah this this year. And all of these gifts, uh, all of these boxed sets, and and the books we talked about, apart from those that are very specifically Christmas themed, hey, great Hanukkah gifts as well. If you celebrate Kwanzaa, great Kwanzaa gifts. If you know anybody who has a birthday in December. Great birthday gifts. No reason to make these just Christmas gifts. So we are here to make your holidays spectacular, however they are, however you celebrate them, wherever you are in the world, wherever you are in time, we are here to make your holidays spectacular. You're laughing at me. You're laughing at me. This is so beautiful. (laughs) Okay. All right. With that, uh, this is Wade Major and... Mark Kaiser. Wishing you incredibly happy holidays. Happy holidays. Of your faithful friends who were near to us will be dear to us once more. Someday soon we all will be together if the fates. Until 